Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill, and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at bdon300. And today, I'm joined by NIU defensive lineman Michael Kennedy. Michael, how are you today, man? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. We got a. I'd like to say our biggest matchup of the weekend, but we're right in the thick of it. End of non-conference schedule, and you guys have a huge, I guess you would say, measuring stick game here against Michigan. So, how do you feel going into this week's game? Uh, I feel excited. I think this is a, a big game for us. Um, yes, we're, we're going to a historic, historical stadium, and it's just an honor to get to play these guys. I think it'll be really fun. So I saw we talked about it a little bit in the press conference. You've been here for a while. You've played in these big games. What are your top three stadiums that you've got to play in so far in college football? Uh, I would say Nebraska, Iowa, and uh, Utah. Utah. Oh, yeah, Rice Eccles. That's a nice one out there, too. BYU was a nice one, too. Yeah, because they got the mountains in the back. That's a crazy view. I've seen pictures. You know how they have, like, those Instagram accounts where they put the cool pictures? I saw that on there. I'm like, I might have to catch a game there. But luckily, uh, I'll be I'll be driving out there Friday morning, so I'm going to catch a game there with you guys this weekend. Hopefully, it's a dub. But I got to ask you, as someone who, who came here and you stayed here, you stayed here as so many people left. What made you choose NIU, and then why did you decide to stay? Uh, well, the coaching staff that was here first, they offered me, and I, I, I took my first offer serious because that just showed how interested they were in me. Yeah. So, and the high school I came from, I uh, went to Mount Carmel. A lot of guys came here, like Jordan Lynch. So yeah. I knew this was the place for me. That pipeline, yeah. All right, so here's an interesting one. So you played the end, and I'm going to give you uh, – Pick or choose here. You can only do one thing for the rest of your career. Run, Phil, or get after the passer. Get after the passer. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go. You got a little set. You got a little sack uh, celebration set up for this week <laughs> without getting in trouble. I haven't thought of anything yet. I, I try to stay a little humble. I don't know. Yeah, humble. Humble and hungry. All right, so you talked a little bit about Jordan Lynch. You talked about Mount Carmel. I had this one prepared. It's a little bit of my show research. But what does it mean to be a player from Chicago? that came to NIU, you know, your starter now, you're playing well out here. What does it mean to represent, you know, Chicago out here at NIU? Uh, it's big. I, like a lot of guys, they come from everywhere. So yeah. to, be, to represent is it's, it's an honor and I'm having fun doing it. And I, I, I've waited a long time for this opportunity. Absolutely. And, and on the school side of things, what are you currently majoring in? So I recently just graduated from uh, the College of Business. Okay. I'm currently working on my my MBA. Okay. What are you uh, What are you doing? Oh, that's uh, that's business, correct? Yeah. It's, okay. It's like I'm masters. such a dork. Yeah. The way you said it, I'm like, yeah. oh my god, I'm doing a uh, sports management. I was just in class with Brayden and Liam last night. So, mm-hmm. all right. So compete team. So the compete team gets talked about a lot in here during the press conferences. And, you know, they give you a good look from the offensive line. You can even pick a defensive player. But one guy on either line on the compete team that you think is doing a very good job that should get some recognition. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I think all of them are doing a great job. Like, yeah. I think they get better each week. Like, it's not just one guy that's dominating. I think they all are improving each week. And they, they feel like, like they can go out there and play. Yeah, because they give us a great look each week. Um, we even got uh, like if we need to, we even have a, a D lineman step in and give us a look. So, a little work. 
Yeah, there we go. There we go. All right. So I know the season started a couple weeks ago, but you, you probably have these, you know, maybe somewhere in your room or, or in the car in the little mirror, you know, but what are your three goals for this season that you want to accomplish? Could be on the field, off the field, however you want it. Um, I'm a team oriented guy. Um, I just, I want to, I want to have a winning record. Okay. Uh, six and six counts people. Cause wanna, that's a bowl game. I want to go, um, <laughs> to the MAC championship. Okay. And I want to play in a bowl game or win a bowl game. I think all three of those are very attainable, especially, you know, the way we look at it is at worst we're one and three. At best we're three and one and and we could be two and two. Who knows what the next two games hold. But you know, going into conference play, you guys have proved that you guys can play competitive football and you guys have improved a lot from last year. All right. So here's here's one that I like to ask everyone. So you've been here for a few years now. You've probably eaten at all the different restaurants. So you're about to leave when you're done with your MBA, you've played your last snap. Where are you gonna go for your last meal and what are you gonna get? Um I'm a, I like Texas Roadhouse. Okay. We had Texas Roadhouse last week with Lance. Yeah, I'll probably get a the biggest steak they got. Did you see the video over the weekend of those? It was like a, a group of guys that went in there and ate over like 100 dinner rolls. It was like a TikTok challenge. No, I didn't see that. Look it up when you get home on Twitter. Those kids sat there. They got a booth. And all the – I don't know how you would go about that because they're like free. Maybe they're like, uh, maybe we'll just pay for the rolls since we're going to mm-hmm. eat a 1,000 of them. They were like – passing out by the end like literally like look like they were all about to puke so i thought that was hilarious but yeah those those roles are are next next level but i see that you partnered with a local insurance agent we're in a you know a great era for college athletes to be able to compensate off of their name image and likeness go ahead and uh, plug the company you're working with and and any offers that you have going on currently okay so uh i'm currently working with uh, travis mcdonald he's a uh, a state farm agent he has like a, a local firm yeah not too far oh so he's into cal too yeah, he's oh that's Cal. perfect mm-hmm. so basically um i just I, I market him um and either like people can call and, and refer like use me as a referral yeah like a referral code mm-hmm. kind of a quote from him or they can uh like use his link which is the easiest way yeah and just uh fill out the information and get a quote did you think when you started playing college football this day would come before you left? Never. Didn't think this would happen. Because, you know, you've probably been here since, what, 6, 7 in the morning. You're probably not done when we're done talking. Like, you're going to be here all day. You can't work a full – you can't work a job. You know what I'm saying? So, it's uh, it's definitely great times, and I'm happy for you guys. And to see, you know, that players are already getting deals done is amazing. Um, last one here. Where can we find you at on social media to follow you in your journey? And then, two. Maybe, you know, I know some people aren't the best at driving. You got to get that car insurance, too. So my Instagram is underscore M-I-K-E-Y-Y-5 underscore. And then my um, Twitter is at Mike underscore Kennedy 5. Perfect. Well, Mike. I almost said Mike. Mike, is it Mike? You want Mike or Michael? Yeah, Mike, Mike is fine. All right, Mike, I appreciate you for taking the time here to get on the show. Um, best of luck out there this weekend and make sure to have fun. Embrace it. It's a good environment. Go out there and you know do your one of one. And like you said, if I do my job and we all do our job, it won't be as loud. So I thought that was that was the the statement of the press conference right there. Perfect. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up here with Michael and then we're going to move on to the offensive side of the ball where we'll speak with NIU quarterback Rocky Lombardi. All right, Huskies on tap listeners. We just finished up with NIU defensive lineman Michael Kennedy. We're going to move to the offensive side of the ball with the gunslinger, the quarterback, Rocky Lombardi. Rocky, how are you today? Great, how are you? I'm doing good. So I'm going to lead off with this. Um, 
I, I asked Zemane in the press conference, but I know you have a family that is, you know, they bleed the blue and gold. Have you said any trash talk to them leading up to this game? Have they reached out, anything like that? Uh, no, not too much. I mean, most of the, the Michigan fans in my family have faded away as I, <laughs> as I became a Spartan. But, uh, yeah. So, you know, there's there's not too much about that. You know, obviously they'll be cheering for the Huskies on Saturday. So Absolutely. Good. And uh, given that you went there last year, you had three touchdown performance, you played really well. I know there wasn't too much turnover on the roster. I had a few guys in the NFL, but what do you think advantages you have in your back pocket going into this matchup, knowing you've already played them and what to expect from them? Yeah, I guess just from a personnel perspective, um, you know, I, I've, I've had an extra an extra week, I guess, to study their guys. So yeah. that will be a huge advantage. Obviously, their schematics are going to be different with the new DC, but uh, personnel perspective, I'll definitely have a, a little bit of an edge over people who – didn't get the chance to play them last year. I'm talking, I want to see Harbaugh at the 50, hands on his knees, making the Chevy Chase face. Like, <laughs> you know that ESPN loves that. They always get the zoom on that. That's in the khakis, too, the pleated khakis. So oh, yeah. that's one of my favorite things. I watched, because we got we had the time last week to do it, because we played during the afternoon. So when I got home, I was editing the show, and I was watching them play Washington, and they just, I think their quarterback threw like 10, 10, 12 times, like they're just yeah. line up, run, line up, run. So that's going to be interesting to see. How have you been adjusting, man? A new campus, new playbook, new coach, new teammates. How do you like it here so far? Yeah, I've, I've been liking it a lot. It's been good for me. Um, the team's been really good. Uh, I, I like where we're at as a program. I think that guys are motivated. And, you know, obviously, if you've watched the last two weeks, uh, this team's got a lot of heart, which, oh, yeah. which is which is awesome. You know, it's uh, you can't teach heart and for us to – Battle back from what was it, forty-two to sixteen? Or yeah, something. it was a twenty-eight point lead, and, and let me state this again: a ninety-nine point five win percentage for Wyoming at the moment. The moment the pick happened, yeah, the pick six. So, and then you know we come back and take the lead with you know five minutes left or whatever, and a chance to win the game. So, it's it's pretty cool, and that's something that we'll be able to hang our hats on later down the season. Is hey, you know, remember Wyoming? Like we did this. You know, we're exactly. never out of the game. So. And that's the thing that I was talking about with a buddy is like after the game, cause he called me and he's like, Oh man, we were right there. Like we came back and I'm like, look, dude, this team last year would have lost that game by more than the 42. That was the original big lead. So you have to, you have to take the small wins and, you know, in football, they only count the wins that go on that board. They don't count the moral ones, but like you said, and like coach Hammock said at, after the game, it's like to even bring it to back to within a score to have the chance to win the game. And then was it, it was a fourth and 10 drop pass. And that's not the reason why we lost, but that, you know, you even got, uh, was it Trayvon, right? That ran the kickoff act, Rudolph, yep, yep. Rudolph runs it back to the 40. You guys get like one or two first downs and then it breaks down. But yeah, yeah you guys did your thing out there. These two guys specifically though, Harrison and Clint. So what's it like having them in your backfield? Yeah. Cause, cause at the half, it was only maybe 10, 15 total yards on the ground. And then they just both went off in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're awesome to have. And you know, at the beginning, Wyoming's very, you know, single high, low the box, try to stop the run. And, you know, they did a good job of that, obviously, in the first half. And we had a little bit of success in the passing game in the first half, and it kind of spread them out a little bit, and that really allowed our run game to open up. So, you know, they gave us an even box, and, and we were able to take advantage of it because we got two really good backs, like you said. Harry's explosive and, you know, can break a run from anywhere. And, and Clint, um, he, he makes people pay if, if they try to tackle him. So you may have missed this last week, but we were talking about it on the live show at Fatty's. 
Clint has to have won like 10 punt passing kicks in his life, right? He just <laughs> seems like that type of guy that would be able to win the punt pass kick. Oh man. I think, he, I think he, he would be a good candidate, but I think I'd get him. I think yeah. I'd get him. Okay. I appreciate so that. We're, we're going to have to, we're going to have to try that out. Man. Might have to get out to the field one of these days yeah. uh, when you guys are off and I'll come out there and be the judge. But, yeah. um, can he pass? Because he does everything else. Can you throw the ball? I honestly haven't seen him throw that much. We've played catch just you know, Yeah, in the yard, right? yeah. But uh, he can throw it a little bit. He can throw it enough to where I don't look at him and, and throw up on myself, you know. I'm going to show you a play later tonight that we had that I called a Husky special. It was my first game that I went to. I'm an idiot, and I was on the sideline, and I didn't have sideline passes, but we'll get past that. <laughs> and I took a video of it, and it was the Philly special. Okay. So maybe when we see that yeah. later in the season, that'd be yeah, nice yeah. to see. But um, what, what are the most important things for us to do offensively this week? You know, obviously you don't have the same team with Michigan State. You're at a new team, but mm-hmm. you have two weeks that you've you know, put up 43 points last week. You put up 21 Maybe 28 if they're nicer to Lance on the review. But but how do we – because we're going to need a lot of points to win this game. We're going to probably need like 30-plus points to win this game. What do we need to focus on and cue in on offensively, though, to be yeah. successful? Yeah, well, we need to play situationally sound football. And beyond that, we need to take care of the ball. You know, mm-hmm. we can't be turning the ball over. I need to be more careful with the ball. Um, running backs need to be secure with it. And then we need, we need, to, we need to run the ball well. And I, yeah. I think that we've, we've shown that we can do that. Um, and I think that we will do that on Saturday. So, you know, we got to pound the rock. Um, we got to show up and be physical. We can't, can't be intimidated going mm-hmm. out there. We got to play with confidence and, and, and run the ball. And that'll, that'll open things up, you know, if we need to, to pass the ball or do whatever, play action. So run game is the basis for, for all the offense. And like, and like Michael Kennedy said, you know, if you guys are doing your job, it's not going to be as loud. It's not going to be as hectic. And, I remember when I went out to Mac Media Day, I told Clinton Braden when I saw them, I went to the Tigers game the night before, and I was wearing my NIU hat because I'm just rapping all the time. And uh, there was this group of kids behind me that were like, yeah, I can't wait to go to the NIU game because I actually like watching us win. And I'm yeah. just like, <laughs> okay, buddy. And then, you know, Michigan hasn't been great over the last few years, but I uh, I was by myself at the game. So let's, I just turned around and watched yeah. the game. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I see you got an NIL deal. Ironically, with the same guys as us, Fatty's are. Yeah. You know, yeah. Fatty's the presenting sponsor of this show, and and your guys is sponsored. Take us through uh, what that means to you and your offensive line to kind of have like a hangout to go on a Thursday night before the game to go eat together and be one. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, Braden and I kind of came up with the idea together, along with Fatty's, um, of having the whole offensive line together and eating on Thursdays, which which is really cool. Um, I saw, I got the idea from, I believe it was Pittsburgh um, who did it originally. And, and I thought that that was a really great idea just to bring the line in. And, you know, you got to treat the big boys. Yeah. So. You can't, you can't get everyone a flat screen. Yeah. You're not in the league. So <laughs> exactly. You, not, lunch have, or dinner will work. Yeah, I don't have the funds for that, but yeah. it's, uh, it, it's good to get them all together. And we, you know, we hang out and we get them a good meal and uh, it's a fun time. I put a little bit of word into Jeff last week at the live show saying we got to find a way to do an eating contest. So I think we might do like a, I think we're going to go with fastest, maybe some wings. I talked a little bit over the weekend with it, but stay tuned on that. Let's see the offensive yeah. lineman out there. See who's the best. Eater. Oh, yeah. But um, we got to let you go here, but can you just let the listeners know where they can find you at on social media? Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I believe my Instagram's Rocky Lombardi 12 and my Twitter would be Rocky underscore Lombardi. 
pretty easy to find yeah. uh, if, if you just search my name, but you know, I'm pretty sure those are the, those are the handles. And then one final one, uh, words to the Husky faithful, because I've seen a lot of people are actually going to be traveling for this game. Words to the faithful that are going to be making a trip with us. Yeah, well, first of all, we appreciate you making the trip. It's always good to see Husky fans in the stands. Um, you know, we're going to play our hearts out. We got a lot of heart. We got a lot of character on this team. And uh, we're, we're going to bring everything we got. So, roll dogs. I love that. That's the perfect finish. All right. Well, that, that was Rocky Lombardi about as smooth as the other side of the pillow. Yeah, you heard it from here. You heard it from him. You heard it from Michael Kennedy. Um, on the other half of the episode, we'll go ahead and or I'll go ahead and break down uh, individual matchups and stuff of that nature. But we do appreciate you for taking time here, Rocky, and we look forward to seeing you later tonight. up at Fatty, so thank perfect. you. All right, everyone, we just wrapped up with NIU quarterback Rocky Lombardi. And at the top of the episode, we were joined by NIU defensive lineman Michael Kennedy. Now we're going to get into the Michigan preview. Uh, it's the biggest game of the season this week at the big house in Ann Arbor. This Saturday, uh, Michigan's actually ranked. They are the number 25th team in the nation. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be a war of attrition. It's going to be damn near three times the crowd of the Georgia Tech game, and it's definitely the the best opponent that we've seen so far this season. Obviously, you would have liked to come into this game coming off of a victory, but unfortunately for us, we are not. Uh, last week, we we fell short 50-43 to 43 at home to Wyoming. Going into this week up against Michigan, we are four touchdown underdogs or 27 and a half points, if you will. So basically four touchdown underdogs. The whole world has written us off. Western Michigan went up there earlier in the year. They got popped off and Michigan actually handled uh, Washington who the Pac-12 is very iffy. It, it sometimes it's, uh, sometimes it's better than people expect. And sometimes it's uh it's like uh they take each other out of the college football playoff race. So we'll see. Best of luck to Oregon in their quest to stay undefeated as the top Pac-12 team as USC lost this week. And Washington's 0-2, so they got no shot. But like I said, week one, Michigan, they take on Western Michigan at home. Kind of a close game in the first quarter. I watched a little bit of this game, but there there was nothing going in the second half for Western Michigan, and they took off. And then ironically, last week uh, when I was editing – the episode that I recorded after last week's game against Wyoming. I had ESPN on in the background, and the game that I had on was Washington, Michigan. And very similar outfit to NIU. They like to run the football uh, just last game. So last game alone, their quarterback, Cade McNamara, only had 15 pass attempts for 44 yards. But the guy that you really, you know, you really need to keep your eye on. There's two guys in that backfield that you really, really, really have to keep an eye on. And that's Blake Corum and Hassan Haskins. The tandem combined for 48 carries. Corum finished with 171 yards. Haskins finished with 155 yards. Total of four touchdowns. Their version of Clinton Harrison, if you will. They're, they're top two backs. They're tandem. They lost their star receiver, Ronnie Bell, in week one on like a catastrophic injury on this punt against Western Michigan. And even before then, they were more of a running team. I would anticipate maybe they'll try and get a little bit of their passing game going against us, given the circumstances that they're about to go into Big Ten play, and they probably haven't seen everything that their offense has. But as we talked about yesterday at the live show, and as I've talked about with Rocky a little bit earlier on today's show, 
having coaches and having players that have played in the Big Ten and have coached in the Big Ten and even players from NIU that have played in these games against Big Ten opponents, i.e. Nebraska, i.e. Iowa, or any of these big boneyard victories that they've been a part of, have all prepared them for this moment. There's no doubt this is a tall task for this team. Obviously, this is a podcast that you come to, you know, for you know, an unbiased opinion on NIU. And and I want to say that they are going to win this game this weekend, but yeah. So that is a very tall task. I was going to say, I was about to look because last week there was a 27 and a half point upset with uh, Georgia or with uh, Jacksonville state beating Florida state. And my buddy, who's a Florida state fan had mentioned that there wasn't even like a money line option available. The money line bet is like just betting on NIU to win the game. That is available. So there is confidence in, in, in us at least winning from one person. Uh, Jacksonville State did not have that confidence, and they went down to Florida State and they beat them last last week on a buzzer beater. So we see it every week in college football. Ohio lost last week as 26.5-point favorites to Duquesne at home, I believe. So on any given Saturday, anything can happen. And our quarterback, Rocky, last year with Michigan State, went into the big house and won and threw three touchdowns. And he even said – you know, he had a game-winning drive, and he had a game-winning drive in his first game with us. So there's a lot of positives. There is some negatives, though. Our rushing defense and, and our front seven is in for their biggest test of the season by far. Uh, the corners and the DBs are, are going to be needed in run support because this is a team that ran the ball, you know, 50 times last week, about 50 times against, uh, you know, Washington. And you could imagine that this game could be a slugfest and could be one of those games where they're going to try and, you know, take the, take the air out the ball and chew clock and we're going to do the same and it shortens the game, but this is a game that we need to be productive. We cannot have drives cross the 50 and not end, you know, result in a touchdown. We cannot turn the ball over. We cannot give them the ball in plus territory and we have to be smart in every decision that we make. Coach Hammock talked a little bit about it in the press conference where it's like you have to almost play a perfect game to even be in the game. And and that wasn't his quote, so I'm not going to say, but that's kind of like what he was alluding to. You know, you have to play a perfect game in this game. And it makes sense. I mean, Michigan, Big Ten, they are 2-0. and They're ranked 25th in the nation. They obviously haven't been as good as the historic Michigan teams and the teams of Michigan that have won the national title. But Ohio State already lost. The Big Ten's wide open for the winning. I know conference play hasn't started yet in the Big Ten, but this year I think is a year that we could see someone other than Ohio State win. Iowa looks really strong. Uh, Michigan to be determined. You'll have to see them in their conference games. And they're using this as a tune-up just as much as we're using this as a tune-up before we start our conference play. And that's another thing, too. Very confident with the way this team has looked prior to even getting into conference play. And I have a feeling we'll shape up pretty well during conference play. But, you know, the, the two tasks before we start that are Michigan and Maine. And, you know, in order for this team to come away with a victory this weekend, you know, let's get into it. We're going to need over 30 points. Point blank period. There's no way around it. This team has to find a way to score 30 points on offense. If they score 30 points, they'll have it. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to lay out like three or four things that need to happen. And if all four of those things happen, we're going to be in a position to win the game late. So first thing, 30 points. Second thing, 
three turnovers, whether it's fumbles, whether it's interceptions, uh, we'll even count a turnover on downs as, as like a, a turnover, if you will, because who knows, they're not really going to pass the ball a lot. Maybe they'll take more shots than I anticipate, but a drive in plus territory that is stopped on fourth down, we'll consider that a turnover. We need three of those. When it comes time to punt, when it comes time to kick off after a touchdown or a field goal at the beginning of the half, all kicks must stay in bounds. Matt Ferentz, a net of 45 yards per punt so that we're able to flip the field, give our defense more field to defend, and make sure that we have the ability to stop the run because that's what this game is going to come down to. We need to have the ability to stop the run. If we can stop the run and make this kid beat us with his arm, I think anything is possible. So those three, remember, over 30 points, three turnovers, and then third one, stop the run. You have to have this kid beat you with his arm. If we are going to allow them to run for over 300 yards on us, I think it was about 332 yards or something like that last weekend against Washington. We're going to have zero shot to win this game. And then fourth and finally, offensive side of the ball, zero turnovers, no interceptions, uh, no tipped passes, no fumbles, running backs, receivers, Rocky, everyone involved, hold on to the ball. They're going to be trying to strip it out. Make sure that get in and out of Ann Arbor with zero turnovers committed because if we play a clean game and we and the only stops that they get us are punts and we finish our drives then this should be a competitive game obviously that is all easier said than done the guys have to go out there and take care of business and it's going to be a tall task there's guys that have not played in a bigger crowd than the georgia tech game some of our underclassmen there are guys that haven't played against a power five like Michigan. Uh, I think Michigan is a, is a more quality opponent than Georgia Tech, taking nothing away from this team for getting the victory against Georgia Tech and taking nothing away from Georgia Tech. But we have not played a team of this caliber yet. And it's, it's going to be interesting to see where this team stacks up and how they're able to compete and how they're all able to control their one-of-one going into Saturday to make sure that, hey, I know that the guy next to me is going to do his job. If I do mine, then we can be successful on this play and we can move on to the next one. So there's a combination of, of many different things that have to happen. The coaches have to call a clean game, need some calls to go our way, need the ball to fall our way, you need a couple lucky breaks, got to make all our kicks, got to keep the ball in bounds, so many different things. It literally has to be, in, in terms of baseball, a perfect game. We cannot allow uh, silly penalties or anything. We have to play the best game, or they have to play the best game of their lives. And Coach Hammock and, and Coach Jackson and Coach Eisenhower all have to coach the best game of their lives if we're going to get out of this one with a victory. On the offensive side of the ball, I think we're probably going to see a little bit more passing from Rocky, uh, especially if we get down in this one. I know we stuck to the game plan last week, but I'm sure that if the running game's not working, you know, their line and their players are for the most part bigger than a lot of our players, then we might have to beat them with our speed. We might have to beat them with the guys like Messiah Travis and Trayvon Rudolph and Tyrese Ritchie and, and Cole Tucker. 
And I really need to see Miles Joyner this week. Get Liam and Miles involved. Get that entire offense involved early and make sure that we're protecting the football. Make sure we're moving the football. Want some early points, and you don't want to be chasing points early. Let's try to go into halftime within a possession or two maximum, maybe 10 points max. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a war. It's going to be a, a crazy game. Four touchdown underdogs. People have already written us off. I haven't even seen anything about it on ESPN other than, like, the graphic that they show when they're coming back to, you know, whatever, whatever game or, or show is on. But I assume, you know, all the analysts are going to say the same thing when they talk about this game. The little wagon that, that could is the little wagon that would in my eyes. And that little wagon is Northern Illinois University. Those are my guys. That's my coach. That's my captain. All that. I believe in these guys. I believe that's going to be a competitive game, way more competitive than than Vegas or any of these analysts are giving it credit for. And it's going to be a litmus test and a measuring stick game for not only the players, but the coaching staff. How can you respond to adversity? How can you respond to 110,000 screaming fans? How can you respond to going down early for a second game if that's you know the case? All these things will be answered on Saturday, and we're going to learn a lot about this football team on Saturday in Ann Arbor. And if they can come away with, you know, a valiant loss or a victory, you know, like a close loss, kind of like how last week was where it's like, yeah, we lost today, but we're not going to lose as many games as we did last year, and, and we're definitely getting better then I think that we could sit comfortably. Obviously, it's not a conference game, so it won't affect us long term. You just want to be able to get to six wins so that you can go to a bowl game. And if you can steal one against Michigan, like we stole one against Georgia Tech, that's going to help our bottom line to get us to six wins and to get us into that bowl game. So starts up front, O-line's got to do their job. But on the offensive side of the ball, I'm actually going to go for the key player of this game, Tyrese Ritchie. So I know we're a run-heavy team. I know we can run the ball a lot, but I feel like a guy like Ty, Tyrese Ritchie, this is a huge game for him uh, as someone who's, you know, on his last year here at NIU going to try and go to the NFL. A huge game for him to prove against some, some better competition what he can do. And Rocky, who won the game last year with Michigan State at Michigan, threw three touchdowns. I would anticipate them getting an early connection, some early short routes going to get them involved and to see a couple shots from Tyrese or from Trayvon or even Messiah Travis. There will be some shots taken. You have to take shots to win to win this game. There might be some two-point conversions, so it's, you know, going forward on fourth down, all that stuff. Everything's going to have to be on the table. Coach Hammock's throwing the kitchen sink at him this week. So on the defensive side of the ball, I'm looking at my guy, Lance. Lance needs to have, you know, that same game that he had up against Georgia Tech. Uh, You know, 10 10 to 13, maybe 15 tackles. A guy who has played in so many big games for NIU in his final season at NIU with his final Power 5 opponent, barring we get one in a bowl game if we get there. This is another great opportunity for Lance to show what he has to pro scouts, to show what he has to the all-MAC voters, everybody that he is a force to be reckoned with and a force that can lead this defense to great things and someone that we need and that is imperative for the success of this defense. 
So I'm looking for Lance to have a huge game on Saturday as well. And then for special teams, I'm going to go Trayvon Rudolph. How crazy would it be if Trayvon Rudolph breaks one off and, and runs it back at the big house? That'd be insane. That'd be a huge momentum swing. That'd be something that, you know, put our defense, put our defense right back out on the field, but I'm sure they'd be thankful to have another seven points to, to, you know, either add to a lead or chip away at a, at a deficit. So I'm looking for a huge game from Trayvon Rudolph in the kick return game. And I don't believe he's ran one back yet. So it would be amazing to see Trayvon Rudolph get his first kick return at the big house on the road against number 25, Michigan. So overall, I have offensively Tyrese Ritchie, defensively Lance DeVoe, and on special teams, I have Trayvon Rudolph. For my unbiased, extremely biased score prediction, if there is a way for NIU to win this football game, my score would be NIU 31. And no, my score would be NIU 32, Michigan 31. And it's going to be another Coach Hammock two-point conversion. And obviously, you know, I'm no I'm no magician. These are just uh, some bold predictions that I like to make. And you should have seen me on Bears on tap last year. I, I called for the Bears to win every week. Just kind of the, the goofy guy that I am. But I believe that if there was a way for us to win this game, it would be 32-31 NIU on the heels of a late touchdown drive from Rocky Lombardi and the boys, and then a two-point conversion from Coach Hammock, and a crazy, crazy Appalachian State-esque upset for the Huskies in Ann Arbor. I will be leaving Friday morning, so tomorrow morning after you hear this, I'll be heading up to Ann Arbor. I'll be out there Friday, and I leave Sunday morning. I'm extremely excited I've, I've grown up watching games there. And like I said, I'll always travel for college football. I'm going to South Bend later in the year to go see a Notre Dame game. Like I said, with Rocky and them yesterday, I've been to, you know, the Pro Bowl Stadium in Hawaii to see a college football game. I'll go, you know, pretty much anywhere. I've been to Ryan Field, Husky Stadium, all over the place. So I love college football, and this is truly – a bucket list experience for me, uh, as I will be in the press box. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait to see uh, everything they have up there and, and their facilities and the campus. And it's going to be a great weekend, almost like a little mini vacation. Uh, back to my spot, back to Michigan. So it wouldn't be complete without a shitbox hotel. Uh, word to my guy, Braden. I was just talking to him about that on Monday. I was like, yeah, I, I got the shitbox motel or the shitbox hotel, however you will. Uh, booked. It's about 20 minutes outside Ann Arbor. Hopefully better than the last place that I stayed, but I don't anticipate being there much uh, except for after the game Saturday where probably just have a laptop and the TV in the hotel set up on college football. So yeah, it's going to be a great weekend. Uh, if you're out there, have fun at the game. Embrace it. Like I told Michael, it's going to be an experience for all of us and we can only hope that our guys will come out victorious. But again, we really do appreciate everyone for tuning in to the Huskies on Tap podcast presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill. We will be back at Fatty's September 21st at 6 p.m. with our guests later to be announced. We'll say by Saturday when I have, you know, finished up at the game and I'm getting back to the hotel to do the post game. So when I do the post game, 
recap of Michigan. We will announce who our guests will be up there at Fatties on Tuesday. Make sure you join us. They're doing a great thing sponsoring the athletes. They're doing a great thing sponsoring the show. And it's been a lot of fun. We've had some pretty good crowds the first two weeks. And I had a lot of fun with my guys, Rocky and Clint, last night. Uh, it was a great time. Good to get to know them a lot better um, on a more personal level because, as you guys know, if you've been with us since the start, we had a little bit of longer interviews last year. They were a little bit closer to 20, 30 minutes. And this year it's it's in person. It's more rapid fire. There's other people that you know want to interview the players, so you only get a certain amount of time. So make the best with what we got. And having the live show is just – that's something I've always dreamed about. So I think it's the coolest thing in the world. We had an, an awesome banner yesterday, uh, the ONTAP Sportsnet, the Huskies on tap, all that. It was great to see. Great to get these guys in front of fans and build that sense of community. And and don't forget, they'll be back out at uh, Fatty's. You know, by the time you get off of work tonight, having their, their team dinner, if you will, you know, the offensive line will be up there, Liam, Clint, Rocky, all of them. So it'll be good to see. Uh, that they're back out there having a good time at Fatty's. Uh, hopefully not eating too much, keeping it light on the stomach, but enough to keep them coated over. Uh, and I'm assuming they'll be traveling Friday and then leaving Saturday immediately after the game, as I've learned uh, from the players and, and, and the staff members that that's what they do instantly, just get back to the airport and get right back to DeKalb. So wish them nothing but the best. This was Huskies on Tap presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill and brought to you by ONTAP Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300, and you can follow us at Huskies on Tap on Instagram and Twitter. We got nothing else for you guys, and go Huskies. Yeah. I got drink of living lavish in the kitchen with the magic. I got drink of living lavish in the kitchen with the magic. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Twelve put me over, coming with it. The, they took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping in hard.